For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Think to Freedom podcast, where we inspire individuals to use their minds to achieve greatness. We sit down with other entrepreneurs and professionals to give insight on business and personal development. This podcast is sponsored by Red Barn Cajun Crawfish. Red Barn is home to the best tasting seafood, specializing in crawfish, shrimp, and crab. Feel free to visit us online at www.redbarncajuncrawfish.com. Red Barn, we season the meat you eat, not the shells you throw at your feet. Now here's your host, Darius Spells. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Your truly Darius Spells here again. We live for the Think the Freedom podcast. And I have my friend in the building with me, Miss Brittany Bass Arvin. Very good. <laughs> Thank you for coming into the building with me today. No problem. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, ma'am. So, for everybody who do not know, I got to give a rundown, because this is a special guest in here today. I got to give a rundown of Miss Brittany Bass Arvin. She's a 2004 graduate of Cato Magnet High. She received her Bachelor's of Arts in Political Science and an MBA from Southern Baton Rouge. Shout out to the Jaguars. Yeah. And earned her G her JD from SUBR Law Center. What is a yeah. JD? I've seen it. A in Juris your... Doctorate. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what that was. I was definitely going to ask you that yeah. one night when you came today. Say that one more time. What is it? A Juris Doctorate. A Juris like Doctorate. like a Doctor of Law. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Now, I need y'all to listen to this. She is currently the Assistant District Attorney. For the Caddo Parish District Attorney Office. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear? Okay. Currently, Assistant District Attorney for Caddo Parish District Attorney Office. We got a lot of, we got some major people in here today, Brittany. How you doing, Brittany? I'm doing good. How are you? How's everybody? Everybody, we good, we good today. I just had, I just did a little bit of because I'm going to let you go all the way in detail. Okay. But I just had to let the people know. Who was in the building? I know I just gave a little brief bio on you, but please let the people know who you are and what you do, Brittany. Okay. So, like you said, I am Brittany Bass Arvey. Um, I wanted to be known. I'm born and raised right here in Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah. Like you said, I did graduate from Cattle Magna High in 2004. Went on to the Jaguar Nation down there on the yard. Yeah. You know, did my thing. Yeah. And obtained my degrees and stuff. And, um, of course, I went to law school. When I first came back home, though, I actually clerked for Judge Mosley and Judge Lafitte at the district court. Just to kind of 
to get a feel and see mm-hmm. exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I always wanted to prosecute, but at first I thought I wanted to go into the juvenile court system, but gotcha. then I decided criminal was for me. And so then actually I worked for the city attorney's office and I was a city prosecutor at the city court for about a year and a half. Gotcha. So then after I did that, Judge Stewart hired me down at the DA's office. And so I've been there ever since. Yeah, so. shout out Judge Stewart. <laughs> That's right, the greatest boss. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't let don't let that go over your head. She went to Southern Baton Rouge, y'all. That's right. The yeah. best university please, in the world. Please, please don't let it be. You know, don't let it skip over you. They need to know Jaguar Nation, the best HBCU. I support all HBCUs, but come on, Southern is the best. Hey, unlike the rest. Yes. So, Brent, I got a couple questions. You know, I I did my homework today. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. So. All right, you practice law. So what ins- who or what inspired you to practice law? Okay, well, it started at Cattle Middle Magnet. I actually took a debate class. Miss Sparks was my debate teacher, and so she asked me what I wanted to do when I grew up, and I wanted to be a pediatrician. And she was like, no, I think you should definitely go into law. I was like, no, I don't think so. So then uh, Ms. Shonda Houston Doty and uh, Deacon Richard Hawkins, I grew up in Mount Canaan. So both Mm -hmm. of them were involved with teen court. And uh, Ms. Shonda invited me to participate in teen court. Mm -hmm. And as I watched, you know, um, teen court is a program basically when uh, juveniles get in trouble here. It's like their fresh start opportunity. They go before uh, a court of their peers and they get a second chance there, do rehabilitation courses, community service and then they walk away with a clean record so I volunteered with teen court and I actually was a prosecutor with teen court and I totally enjoyed that and I was like if I could be that person to help somebody show grace when I need to show grace show mercy when I need to show mercy and make a difference and they see a familiar face because you know a lot of times we deal with our people in the criminal justice system it's sad to say but we do but if they see somebody who they feel comfortable with who they know is on their side then you know maybe I can make a difference so that's what actually inspired me to be a lawyer Ooh, that's a great story <laughs> so for the people who do not know, can you please give the definition of a prosecutor? What the, what uh, what does a prosecutor actually do? So basically a prosecutor, um, I work for the DA's office. So I work for the state. So I'm actually the person who is in charge of bringing the charges against you, taking you to trial. Um, I get the opportunity to look at your rap sheet. First of all, I'm going to look at the facts and circumstances to, you know, why you're in the court system. Then I'm going to look at your rap sheet, see if you've been in trouble before. I also, I take the time, a lot of people don't, but I take the time to try to understand your family dynamic, you know, to see what brought you here because everybody has a story. You can't just look at somebody on a sheet of paper and think that you know them. That's not always the case. So you look at the facts and circumstances, look at their criminal history, look at their family situation, and then you decide how you're going to prosecute their case what the outcome is going to be. So I basically work for the state. Gotcha. And it's not against you. It's actually for you. I People heard that. think that all the time that you're, I'm against you. I'm not. I'm actually for you. Yeah, you're definitely for the people, Brittany. Yeah, I try. I've been, I've been knowing you a long time. <laughs> long time. You're definitely for us. Thank you. Thank so, you. In, in your particular journey, your career, what are some of the major lessons you have learned along the way? Because I know it hasn't been easy. No. Not by a, by a long shot, so. Break it down to some of the lessons that you learned that you learned back then and you're using it to this day right now. Well, I would say my biggest lesson is 
You know how you always hear the statement, don't judge a book by its cover. When I first started um, prosecuting, like I said, I was at the city court. And so, you know, I was learning. I was trying to, you know, get to know my job and everything. So I was a stickler for, you know, what's in the code, what's on paper, you know, what's black and white. And I realized that if you're going to be a lawyer and you're going to be for the people, then you got to actually get to know the people and be for the people. So I think my biggest lesson is just trying to sit down and actually talk to them. Now, as a prosecutor, I don't always get the opportunity to talk to defendants. I have to talk to their defense attorneys on their behalf. But sometimes I've heard conversations between the defendant and their defense attorney, and I'll tap the defense attorney and I'll say, you know, if you don't mind, you know, can I talk to your client with you standing here, of course, you know, and I'll talk to them. And I'll kind of break it down in a way that they'll understand. Because sometimes people talk over people's head, and you got to talk to them so that they can understand exactly what's going on. So I think my biggest lesson is, like my mom always taught me, don't judge a book by its cover, you know, and just really try to get to know the person and understand them and let them know that you're trying to help them and you're not against them. When they walk in the courtroom, you can automatically see the fear in their eyes, you Mm -hmm. know. So you don't want to be the person that talks down to them. You want to be a person that allows them to bring their wall down, somebody who they're comfortable with and somebody who they know, okay, she's actually trying to help me. And then I build relationships with you. So then when I see you come back, a lot of times they'll see me and I'll go, oh, Miss Brittany, I'm back, I'm back, I'm sorry. And I'm like, come on, you know, I gave you a second chance. You know, why are you here? You know, try to understand what's going on. And when I make my offers, I try to always do some type of rehabilitation program. If you got a drug issue, drug treatment, you know, if you need community service, if you got a family issue, you need some type of counseling, I try to always put that on there because – what good is it going to do me or you for you to go sit in jail? Or what good is it going to do me to put you on probation and you not get anything out of the probation? Gotcha. So I just try to always make sure I can do something to do my part. I understand. That's some, that's some major information. So court etiquette. You know, I had to go to court a couple of times <laughs> for business things, but I know it's major presentation when you come to yes. court. Can you please break down presentation just on someone coming to court what they look like can you break that break that part down i know you've seen a lot yes okay hey y'all listen y'all listen okay listen close okay please now when you know you're coming to court you don't have to wear a suit you know you don't even have to necessarily wear slacks but if you're gonna have on jeans have on nice jeans with your pants pulled up with a belt on please okay please. with a nice shirt you know it could be a button down it can be a polo even if it's a t-shirt iron the t-shirt okay don't come in there you know with your pants sagging down you know look like you just rolled out of bed your clothes all wrinkled presentation is the key because I'm looking at you, the defense attorney is looking at you, and the judge is looking at you too. And a lot of times defense attorneys, they have a lot of clients. And if you present yourself as somebody who don't care, they're not going to care about your case either. So they're not going to advocate for you. So you just want to make sure that you look nice. You don't have to have on a suit. You don't have to have on slacks. But have your pants pulled up. Have some, Take some pride in yourself so that somebody will look at you and say, okay, they care. Gotcha. That's major. I've seen people come just look like anything. Yes, like they rolled out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, man, bro, you're not even getting yourself a chance. And and that's the thing. You gotta you have to speak up for yourself before anybody else can speak up for you. Mm-hmm. And speaking up is the first thing they're gonna see is they're gonna look at you. Yeah. So 
that tells them a lot right there. Yeah, because people, I'll be honest, people do judge you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They don't have to know you. They just, you don't want to put, put that type of energy out there. So, with you being the assistant district attorney, what type of changes are you looking to bring forth in the community? Because you do a lot of community servicing. Yeah. I can, it's a long list of, you do so much, but what do you inspire to change in the community? Well, basically what I try to change in the community is just the outlook on the criminal justice system as a whole. Like, D.A. Stewart is very um, involved in the community. You know, he's always doing stuff, especially for kids. I just want them to know that we're a team working together to try and make Shreveport better. You know, we're not looking to attack anybody. You know, we're not looking to just lock people up, but we are looking to try to bring a change in the crime, you know, of course, but we're trying to let people know we're here. We're here to help. We're here to bring aid, but we cannot do it without you. So first thing is, is building those relationships in the community. So you'll see us out and about doing things. We want you to feel comfortable with us. You know, we want you to to feel like, you know, we're your family because we are all a family and we're trying to see changes together. I want to see changes in my neighborhood. You want to see changes in your neighborhood. How are we going to do that unless we do it together? So I think the biggest thing is just like being active in the community. Like you said, I'm a board member for Girl Scouts. Um, I actually adopted two pre-K classes at Cattle Heights. So I try to be in the schools, you know, so that the kids can meet me at an early age. You know, these pre-K children, they know me. They'll develop relationships with me. They'll see me in the grocery store. Hey, Miss Brittany, you know, how you doing? That way I can watch them as they grow up, you know, so as they get older. Who knows? Some of them may want to shadow me, you know. Somebody may want to be an attorney. I don't want to always see you on the other side of the table. You know, maybe you'll be standing next to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you'll be sitting on the bench in a black robe, you know. You just never know. So I think my biggest thing and our biggest thing is just trying to be in the community, building relationships before you ever touch foot in a courtroom. True. I think that's the main thing. That's big. Yeah. That's big. People, a lot of people complain, but you got to be in tune. You got to be connected with your people. That's right. And that's the big thing. So I know we're talking about the judicial system, mm-hmm. but let's talk about the YPI Award Entrepreneur other year professional what what what's the real name for it it was the young professional of the year young yes. professional of the year because we was in the same class yes we were that's right classmate class of 2021 <laughs> the best class of them all that's right 40 under 40 so yeah so how did it feel to first be nominated and become a 40 under 40 And then how did it feel on winning the actual award? Well, first of all, I was happy just to be nominated because, like, you know, I've always seen, you know, YPI 40 under 40. And I'm like, man, that's that's real cool. Like, I wonder if somebody ever nominated me, you know. And so when I actually got the nomination, I was like, oh, somebody, you know, thought of me. It's real cool. And then when, I, you know, we had to do all the application and paperwork, I was like, okay, they not going to pick me. This a lot. Like, you know, I just. It was a lot of paperwork. A lot of paperwork. I'm like, I don't know about this, you know, but I did it and then I got selected. And to me, just to be a part of the class was an honor. Like, you know, so when they said they picked one person, I was thinking to myself, you know, I read everybody's bio. I'm thinking it's a lot of wonderful people in our class. I really think they did an excellent job with our class. Let me say that. And, you know, everybody's doing stuff in the community. You know, everybody's active. So I was thinking, uh, I won't win the award, but I didn't care just to be 40 under 40. And then when they called my name and said I won the award, I couldn't believe it. It was like my friends were like, 
as they were, you know, reading everything. We knew it was you. We knew it was you. But like I said that night, I do do a lot of stuff, and I never have a dull moment. You know, I'm, I need to learn how to say no, but it's like I don't have the heart to say no. You know, yeah. it's like when somebody asks me, hey, will you come speak here? You know, or hey, will you volunteer here? You know, or, hey, will you do that? I feel like I was raised to to do that. Um, yeah. As I was growing up, I never had a dull Saturday. Girl Scout, Top Team, Delta Academy, Delta Gyms, Church, Praise Days, Choir, Drill Team. You know, it was just, it was embedded in me, you know, to just be active and be involved. So to me, I'm just continuing on with that. And I don't I don't even look for any type of recognition or accolades or, or anything like that. I honestly just want my girls to grow up and, you know, think, well, if my mama did it, then I can do it. Yeah, it's big. So. when they when they called your name, I hollered too. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> "Thank yeah. you, you won, I won." Yes, we was in the building, right. so we I all, was. We all won. Yeah, I was just happy to be in the building, you know, and people just to recognize us, you know, because that's right. It's a lot being yes. out here, man. So it's a struggle, but you know, we, you know, we just stay on it and keep yeah. going. And it's a thankless job, you know. A lot of times, people from the outside looking in, they can look at us, you know, and they'll say, "Oh, they always doing something," you know. But if not us, then who? You know, it's easy to sit on the sidelines and say, oh, this person doing that or that person doing that. Well, why don't you join in with us, you know, and help do some stuff? Because not a lot of people can say born and raised in Shreveport and then came back to Shreveport. A lot of times people like, you know, thinking of where they can go, where they make their exit. But no, Shreveport is going to always be the city that you all think it is if we don't join together and try to, build it up and try to, you know, shed some positive light to it, raise our children here, um, take an interest in the school system because that's where it starts, you yeah. know, educating our kids, okay? Then opening businesses like you, Mr. Redborn, you know, yeah. providing jobs for the community, you know, doing things to try to better it. That's what it's all about. So when I say we all need to become family we all need to join together, I'm serious about that, you know. I'm not looking to leave Shreveport. I'm looking to be here. I'm rooted here. You know, I'm raising my kids here. I want them to raise their kids here. So That's big. Thank you. Because we definitely are trying. I believe we are the generation that's going to change everything. I think so, too. We're we, we not just talking about it. We're being about it, putting forth the action. And the proof is in the pudding. Right. It take a little time, but I believe we're I believe we doing this. So on this particular podcast, I got we got to do predictions. Okay. So okay. when we look back here five, ten years from now, what are some of the goals that you have yeah, that you want to achieve? So then when we look back at this particular episode, be like, Brittany Show said it. <laughs> and look at it, it just came to fruition. Well, you know, I do want to continue my career in the legal system. What that may be, I don't know, you know. Um, you know, may run for some type of office in the future, you know. Yeah. You just never know. But I definitely want to c- continue in the legal system where that may get me I, I don't know but you may see me you know in the future sky's the limit sky's the limit yeah, yeah. you might see me you know running for something you might see me i don't know maybe being a judge one day so yeah. let's let's write that down you write it down yeah. right now write it down right now yeah i'm team Brittany. <laughs> i'm letting <laughs> you know you, now i'm advocating you. thank you thank you yes yeah, so yeah. Brittany. Thank you for coming to this podcast today. Oh, I thank you for the invitation. I really do. You really blessed us today. You think so? Yes, because a lot of people I, need to know what you what you, you. Know, what are you about, and you gave some tips on how to handle yourself accordingly that's in right. a courtroom. Because that's big. Because like, man, 
it breaks my heart when I see it. I be like, come on, bro. It it breaks my heart too. And uh and sometimes like I say, I just if they're standing there with their lawyer, I just ask, hey, can I take the opportunity to talk to them for a minute, you know, while you're standing here, of course, just to kind of break everything down to them. Because everybody doesn't know how to talk to our people. True. Okay. So sometimes the way I may say it, they get it on a whole nother level. The way somebody else may say it, they're not going to get it. So family sticking together. Yeah. Try to get it done. That's what it's about. But y'all bless me, so, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah. And when y'all see me out in Walmart or wherever, you know, say hello. Hey, speak to her. <laughs> you can buy some. Yeah, yeah. Please. Got to hook my homegirl up, That's man. Right. But this is the Think the Freedom podcast. We just had a blessed episode. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, and tell a friend. That's right. Because we're spreading a lot of gems on this particular episode, man. So I love y'all. Until next time, I see y'all. You dig me? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.